Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so fucking excited for today's conversation. You guys would have seen me talking about this or if you've been in my Facebook group, how excited I've been about this conversation. Today we are joined by Carol Jamie. Is it Jamie or Jame? It is Jamie, you're right. (laughs) Carol is, I don't even know where to start with this introduction. She has been such a catalyst in my journey and like she's she's always the first to say never to hold someone on a pedestal but she's like fucking royalty in my eyes so I'm (laughs) honestly so grateful to have this opportunity to talk with her today um I'll yeah I'll let you do your own little intro so yeah just tell us a little bit about your journey where you started and I know it's been a ride so I'd love if you could give us like the full picture Hello, everyone. My name is Carol. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you so fucking much. I adore you. I love your drive. I love your motivation. I love how hungry you are for knowledge always. Any program you have ever taken from me, I feel like you watched it seven times over implemented and you know, you, you see the results and honestly, having that quality in someone that is a mentor in your space as well and helping the people that you do it's just really fucking beautiful to see because you obviously care about the community and you know you care about what you do. So for for the ones that don't know me, um, my background is in lashes as well. I ended up quitting my my business, like shut down my salon, canceled all of my travel trainings about 10 months ago, 11 months ago, and decided to give the online space um a, a shot it was it was really a shot in the dark if I'm honest like I have been dabbling in the online space since the end of ni- 2019 into the beginning of you know 2020 um and it was kind of just haha's in the beginning like I just put a couple things together and then I just realized that I didn't want to have a salon anymore I didn't want to travel and train and somehow the industry just wasn't as full as fulfilling as it was in the beginning and I feel like my heart has always been in in helping people and I felt like when I did lashes I was kind of just in a box and I feel like I got known for lashes like I got known like within the industry and it was really cool and I met some really cool people but I just feel like my message my mission, my like just the legacy piece and who I am as an individual, I, I really wanted to go bigger. But it has been a wild fucking ride, let me tell you. Um it's it's not what everyone really like makes out the online space to be. And while it looks like for a lot of people that I just hit the ground running and like it just happened, there's also like a lot of things that have happened behind the scenes in order for me to make it happen so it wasn't like overnight I was making 20k months like <laughs> that is not that's like not the case at all so that's a little bit of my journey I'm 10 months of being in online space and I don't regret it has it been hard yes do I regret it no am I happier than ever yes amazing and I think that's like I just resonate so much with how you feel or felt about the lash industry and I think like where you've come into play in I think my journey because I've always known that I wanted to go into the online space but I didn't know what that was going to look like um and seeing your journey from lashes to into the online space has just been like I think the biggest wake-up call to me that it is it is actually possible and probably sooner than what 
I was imagining it to be. I would love to know, like, around that time when you were thinking about transitioning online, had you seen anyone go from lashes to online or were you kind of the first, I guess, in your direct circle of people to to, to do that transi- transition? Oh, my God, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I have seen people in my circle, like, yeah, people had online programs, but it was very much lash online programs. It was very like retention programs, like, you know, like the whole, like the lash industry in general, it was very focused on that. Um, I personally, well, I know one person now, but at the time, excuse me, um, I didn't know anyone that was doing what I was doing. Like, I just knew that I could make money online. Like, I knew that I had the gift. I, I knew that I had the voice and have the voice. And I had the smarts and the talent. And like, uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, I can say that I'm really good at. And I, I knew that I could, I could make it work. But I also had really no idea what it would look like. So I didn't know anyone that was doing what I was doing. But I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like how how bad can, how bad can it be that's always that's always my motto with anything I'm like fuck it let's ball let's find <laughs> out and honestly like if, if it doesn't work it doesn't fucking work right like I can always go back to lashes although my my pride would never let me uh but you know that that option is always there right like if, if it wasn't going to work um I I you know I had a, a backup plan of sorts uh although I will totally say this and be transparent about it when I made the transition into the online space. So I like had my first, um, my first online program or like a masterclass I ran in March, no, April. I think it was April of last year, 2022. I'm like, what fucking year is it? 2022, yeah, last year. Um, And that was like the first time of me like running a program, a masterclass that really felt good. Like I've had other programs within like the lash industry. I had a dream client machine program that was really popular. And that's kind of like how I got known in like the online space. Um, But that was the first time of doing it like the way that I sell now, the way that I taught you how to sell. And I I think you pretty much sell very similarly as as I do. Mm. Um, And uh, that was like the, the first first trial and error and then I really loved that it. it was fucking amazing and then I quit my I closed down my salon in August August 1st so April May June July August like I basically had four months like four months of experience like full-fledged like full-on like balls to the wall before I, I like told my clients that I was done but I gave my clients notice in June so like there was not really a lot of time. I, I definitely jumped the gun. I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's let's just do it. Because I'm one of those people where, you know, I've told you in, before too, and for anyone that's listening, I don't have a middle ground. Everyone talks about balance. Everyone's like, you know, like you need to balance. Blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking have it. Like it's either all I'm all in or I'm all out. Like I don't know how to do in between and just enjoy the ride in between. That's just not who I am by nature. Um, and it ended up working out in my favor. It did because I, I, I fully trusted myself. I fully trusted in the journey. I fully trusted in my abilities to make it work and see it through. And I had no choice, really. Like, could have I gone back to lashes? Yeah, but I, like, got rid of my studio. I fucking sold everything. Like, you know, like, it would be basically starting lashes all over again and, like, starting a clientele all over again. So it was either, like, a, a sink or swim type of type of deal. And we're, we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> 
I think that's where like another place where I connect with you so much because I also don't have any fucking concept of balance either um and I'm always one for taking like big risks and looking back on my even my journey like getting into lashes like when I first not when I first started I'd kind of been lashing for like two years um but it was very on and off but when I made the decision to go like full time I didn't have any savings I didn't have really any security I wasn't even that like booked out but I kind of just had this moment where I think I had like an argument with like one of my bosses or something I was working two jobs at the time and I was like I'm not fucking doing this anymore and I quit both of my jobs and like literally gave myself no choice but to make lashes work and within I don't even know what it was maybe like a month or two I was like fully booked and yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) definitely worked out in my favor and I feel like that's kind of where I'm at with yeah going online now and because I'm yeah very much like I'm all in or I'm not gonna even try um but I once I know that I want something I have a really fucking hard time with tolerating anything less than that um throughout that transition phase and now that I've fully made the commitment to like go online and I'm still having to like lash a little bit here and there I want to fucking rip my hair out like showing up to do lashes oh my fucking god like I don't (laughs) I don't even have words like I'm so done (laughs) I think it's you know when you want something so bad and when you're like at that point where like you can taste it you like taste it you feel it you like hear it you see it like it's right in front of you but it's just like not enough just yet to make the leap it's literally the most fucking annoying place to be ever it's the most annoying place to be because like you know that like it's going to happen you just don't really know when and it was the same thing with me for lashes I like teetered in and out for like a year like I have been feeling shitty about training and traveling and like seeing clients like I just I and I felt guilty over it that was like the worst fucking part like I loved my clients so much I loved lashes so much I hated the business like I I hated lashing for money like towards the end I'm like honestly like I would just rather do model sets and like just like fuck around and like make cool sets and like have content to post but like more towards the end that I got like you know with me quitting um it was it was a really annoying place to be because you basically have like you have two feet in two different boats so once you start you're like in the boat and like when you push the online thing like something happens with your like lash business when you push like lash business to get clients the online play like online space suffers so you're like shuffling back and fucking forth and you're like taking two steps back the other business is taking like three steps forward and it was just so fucking chaotic that I remember like waking up I like vividly remember the day that I texted all of my clients and I was like yo I'm done in two months you guys got 60 days to figure this out I'm out (laughs) and um everyone was like wait what like what the fuck are you talking about like nobody's seen it coming honestly I didn't even see it coming I wanted to be way more graceful about it than I was and I I feel kind of shitty about it and obviously I was very kind to my clients it wasn't like yo you guys could see like that's not what I mean but it was you know like it was I was pretty straightforward with it I was like hey guys like I am done in two months and everyone's like you're got to be fucking kidding And um, I had such a weight lifted off my shoulders. 
oh my God. Like that day, I felt like a little feather just floating around. I'm like, okay, the dirty deed is done. Like now, and, and also it put me on a time crunch, right? Like I was like, hey, I don't have to worry about this business. Like I'm just going to finish this. And like I had two months to do online Kung Ho. And I fucking went all out. I went all out. And yeah, 10 months later, we're still here. We're still doing it. <laughs> I would love to know what the, I guess, the transition from, because like when you first started doing the online thing, like you said, you were kind of working with like beauty service providers, I'm assuming helping them build their like lash clientele and things like that. And now yeah. you're obviously helping service providers pivot out of lashing um, or like any service what did that sort of transition look like and like what was the time frame on that because I feel like you know I started coaching and like teaching online stuff I'd say probably close to a year ago now and it has been very directed towards helping kind of like beginner service providers build their clientele and I feel like I'm already at the point where I'm like I can't have these conversations anymore and keep talking about policies and like basic marketing on Instagram and like, yeah, I'm like in the process of running a five week beauty course at the moment. And I've fully decided like, this is going to be the last thing that I run that's tailored to, I guess, beginner beauty service providers. So what did that kind of look like for you? Well, I got rid of my lash account. I don't. So how long have you been following me? I think I found you like maybe a week before you changed accounts okay so you yeah all right so also (laughs) another thing that I was like you know what fuck it let's just do this I literally like squashed my entire fucking business and started a new one in a matter of two months essentially is what I did so for the ones that don't know I had another another Instagram account it was called Lash Chance Artistry so I'm assuming you probably have a lot of beauty you know professionals listening to this that name might ring a bell and might not ring a bell um and I ended up like closing that account down and I started a new one because I just felt so confined in the lash box and I told everyone too when I was making the transition I'm like yo like lashes is not going to be the topic like I don't I don't want to talk about lashes I don't want to talk about adhesive I don't want to talk about fucking retention like if somebody asks me one more time on any humidity level I'm gonna eat myself off this fucking cliff like I I was just so tired of the conversation because it was so redundant and literally exactly where you're at. And that's why I started a new Lash account. And I mean, it's been slow growing, right? Like it's been, I think I started it in May of last year. So it's been a little over a year. And I think that transition, like doing that and totally like squashing that account really just gave me the liberty and like it opened the doors for me to be whoever the fuck I wanted to be. Like I've I've always obviously been kind of unruly and weird and like unconventional in many ways, but I didn't feel like I had to talk to Lash clients anymore. Like I felt like I could talk into a void and I essentially made up my like dream client on the spot when I opened that account up and like started fresh. I'm like, okay, who, who am I actually talking to? Like who, who is going to be this person? Like who am I catering to? And, uh, you know, in the beginning it was still like beauty professionals, but it was beauty professionals. It was not lash artists. Like I I was very clear about that, that it was going to be more business. It was going to be more mindset and it was just, going to be way more about growth than anything else and I feel like that was that's what helped me 
get out of the shackles of being a lash artist and like or been known as a lash artist and an educator and a mentor in the lash artist space and I feel like I was able to carve another niche within the beauty community and it's how to get out of being a service provider (laughs) yeah I feel like oh notifications are on loud um I've definitely been going back and forth the last couple of weeks like do I start another account and like I have started another account but I haven't posted anything on it just yet because I think there's I've got so many different perspectives on this like part of me is like well majority of the people that are seeing my stories are my lash clients and they're obviously not going to be buying my fucking courses and now that I've made this like such a significant and fast pivot in my content it's confused a lot of people and I feel like obviously this is across the board everyone's experiencing less reach and stuff but I feel like yeah it's just been a lot harder to get my content in front of the people that it needs to be in front of but also in saying that I do like the idea of having basically like my whole business journey in one place so that people can go back and like I guess, look at where I've come from. Um, But yeah, it's just like, I've been fighting with myself about this for so long that I don't even know like what fucking direction I need to go into. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'm potentially like looking for a problem where there's not one because I am making sales. I am getting clients, like everything is moving. And I'm wondering if maybe I'm just, yeah, looking for a problem where there's not one and thinking that a new account is going to solve all my problems. (laughs) I mean, what I will say is, I I guess it just depends on how you like feel, feel about the account. If you're noticing money coming in and all the things, I think that's perfect. Uh, I just, I knew like, I always, whenever I start anything, I always, I'm looking at the long-term picture. Like I understood when I was going to make this, this jump that it was going to require time. You know what I mean? Like with even starting a new Instagram, like I wasn't really expecting any crazy reach. I honestly wasn't really expecting a lot of people to follow me. I really wasn't expecting anything if, if I'm being quite frank um the people that followed me like I'm super fucking grateful and you know I love each and every one of them but I think it's more so the mindset factor of looking at the long term like are you gonna be making a new account in the next year so that's what I asked myself I'm like okay if I don't want to just service lash artists doesn't it make sense for me to start a new account now like if I'm already making this transition if I'm doing all of this like I might as well just like bite the bullet and say fuck it and just do it now and you know, just like roll with it. Um, but that's just like who I am as a person. I I don't know how to, <laughs> I am the, on the drama, on the problem. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how to be another way. Uh, but I, I think it's just all honestly perspective too and what the long-term game or goal for you is with your account. Another thing that I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago Um <sighs> And like, obviously we've, yeah, we've already had this chat, but I would love for you to sort of explain your perspective on what everyone is perceiving to be this like collective dip at the moment. Um, Cause I'm seeing a lot of people talking about it. And I think there is potentially a level of like shaming happening in like, oh, is it a collective dip or are you out of integrity? And it's like very, like I don't even know how to explain it, but it just feels very, um, yeah, not connected or like aware of the fact that we kind of are 
in a bit of a recession at the moment. And I think a lot of people are feeling like they're doing something wrong. And while it's always going to be an opportunity to clean up your own things and like get better at your craft, I think it is also important to recognize that a lot of people are experiencing a dip and it's not just a you thing. Yeah. So I'm going to say this, two things can be true at once, always. So can there be an integrity thing at play and can there be a dip happening at the same time? Yes. Uh, it's always this and that, it's not this or that. Um, I'm even noticing it for myself too, but I literally made like a really big pivot in my business right before I feel like the economy kind of crashed. Like obviously I know that you're in Australia, I'm in the States, but it's the same here. Like the inflation is fucking wild. And, uh, you know, like I'm just even seeing like groceries, gas, all the things. And now that I'm a little bit older, I feel like when I was younger, 22, 23, 24, like I didn't have the bills and the responsibility that I do now. And I'm obviously I'm noticing it now, too. Um, so can it be an integrity thing? Um, yes and no. I think two years ago, the industry looked a lot different than what it looks like now. I feel like two years ago, the online space was still new. Um, I think people still didn't know really like marketing tactics. I don't think people like understood it on a collective level. I think people were just trying to see what worked and what didn't work. And some people got really lucky and like, you know, some people didn't and they ended up going into like other ventures. Um, and then I also think that there is a collective awakening happening in the in the online space. Um, I think a lot of people have been very greedy. I think uh, a lot of people have been kind of honestly out of pocket with with pricing, with like the the way the containers are ran, you know, like the proximity, like the whole. I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now for anyone that can. Well, you guys can't see this. But the whole like proximity thing of like, you know, like if you're in the proximity and if you're surrounded by millionaires, like you're going to become a mil like, shut your fucking mouth, first of all. <laughs> like, okay, I believe in putting yourself in the room. I believe will wholeheartedly put yourself in a damn room and be surrounded by women that uplift you. But that's not what's going to make your business fucking better. Like you need business foundations. You need to understand marketing. You need to understand selling. Like that's what's actually going to drive your business not being in containers that are like with quote unquote powerful women. Like I'm not really knocking anyone, but there's a lot of bigger names in the industry and I'm seeing it play out in real time. And I said it was going to happen too. I've, I've been talking about this where you're even noticing the bigger names in the industry, they're dropping their prices. I don't know if you have like collectively noticed that mm -hmm. uh, where the, the price, like the price difference is happening because people are finally realizing that like, I'm sorry, but you, I don't know, even me making really good money in the online space, I will not pay $6,000 for a three-week program. There's just like no fucking way. Like, I, I'm sorry, I don't care what you're teaching me. That is absolutely bananas to me, especially if it's in a group fucking container. Like, you cannot tell me different. And so to answer your question, I think there's some people that have been out of integrity and I also think that there is recession happening, you know, um, and I think we need to find other ways. Like, I feel like we're almost taking a couple steps back and community is becoming important again, because a lot of the bigger names are realizing that they're not fucking shit without a community. Mm. 
Um, and I mean, I've always been, I've always talked about community. Like I've, I've always talked about connection and, um, that's something like that is one of my core values, but I think a lot of people just, I think it happens to all of us where we, we start making a little bit money, a little bit of money, and then kind of, we just like lose ourselves. Like I, I've seen that happen with bigger names in the industry and then they find that like they find themselves again. And I think that's really beautiful. So I think it can really go both ways. Um, I'm always going to be the one that's going to, you know, show you the two sides of the coin. But I do think there's a collective awakening in the industry. And I think prices are going to change. I think the way that the containers are being ran are going to change. I think the whole proximity thing is like not a thing anymore. And I think a lot of people, especially if you have been in online space for quite some time, like I'm on, on three years now, uh, I've seen like all the trends play out and I feel like we're finally coming back home to ourselves where we're actually hiring with integrity and we are not buying from urgency anymore. And we're like actually being calculated in what we need in business. And it isn't just like a quick money grab anymore, you know? You've just like answered so many of the questions that I had like prepared. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think, I guess on the topic of like investing and like people spending money and things, I am someone that I feel like I took it way too fucking far with, cause there was so much content and like, you know, the push to like, Oh, you always need to invest in yourself and like people like flaunting the investments that they're making and just, yeah, just so much like I think pressure based selling and it made me kind of feel like, okay, well, I need to invest every single fucking cent like back into my business. And like when I was in your mini mind, like we talked about this and the way that you said it, like I think about it all the fucking time and you were like, it should be an edge, but it shouldn't put you on the fucking street. (laughs) (laughs) And that is like borderline where I've taken it to, where I've like, I've spent all my savings and it's put me in like, I think there's a lesson in everything and I don't regret it. And like, there hasn't been too many investments that I've made that I regret. Like there's definitely been a few where I've been like, as if I just paid that much money for what the fuck was that? Um, (laughs) But yeah, now like I don't have savings and now I'm trying to make this pivot with like no fucking safety net. So I guess like my question in, in that is like, what is your perspective on, yeah, the edge of investing? So here's what I will tell you, um, because same, um, I mean, so for me, it's a little bit different. You and I, we've had this conversation where, you know, like our background is not the same, but it's similar in a sense where like nobody's going to come and save us. Like we're going to have to figure it out, you know, for, for ourselves. But when it comes to like finding an edge, something that I always ask myself and especially lately is why am I buying this program? Like, that's going to be the first question. I'm like, why do I need this? Because um, a lot of the times, marketing has gotten really good. Like, we know how to target heartstrings. We know how to make people feel something. Like, we understand emotion. We understand human psychology. Like, we've figured it the fuck out. And uh, when when I do come across someone's profile or when I'm, I'm seeing, like, programs ran or, like, be put out, I like watch how I am moving. Am I buying because the price is right? I'm like, oh, okay, like I could, you know, like 500 bucks, like not a big deal. Do you actually fucking need this program or do I need to implement another program that I bought that's going to tell me the same goddamn thing, mm. right? 
Um, because there's a lot of that. So one of the really big things, and I, I talked about this in my uh, the Pivot Chronicles that I just ran. It's a it's a three day freebie on you know moving into the online space. But I just talked about this where um, one of the best things that I did for myself, like right from the get go, getting into the online space, was I invested into my mentor Mel, and I made her like year long membership thing. Uh, and that was probably one of the best investments that I, I made. And the reason why is I always had the constant support for one, but it also grounded me to one person. And what I have like learned from this entire experience, and I've invested into other things in between too, like Amel has not been my only mentor. But what I'm realizing is a lot of coaches in, in the uh, business space, like business coaches, business online coaches, uh, marketing coaches, whatever, they sell the same thing. Okay. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just say for what it is. And I do too. I have a sales program. I have a content program. I have branding. A lot of other people sell the same shit that I do. And, uh, obviously there's going to be the, the, what makes it different is me. And that's what I have like learned from, you know, being with Mel for as long as I have, it's actually coming up on a year now in a couple months, um, I have taken like her sales program and I've taken a couple other people's, you know, bigger names in the industry sales program. And guess what's really similar? All the programs. And it's not to say that one copied another, whatever, that's that's not what it is. There's a collective strategy in the in the online space on how to run an online business. The foundation is always going to be the same. And I didn't realize that until like I, I took seven sales programs for seven from seven different people. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. Like, okay, so she said it this way. She said it that way. It's collectively all the same fucking thing. It's like white bread, wheat bread, sourdough bread. I don't know why I'm comparing it to bread. Bread just makes sense in my head. But the, the concept is the same. The flavor is different. And being with Mel for as long as I have, I feel like I always had a home base with her. So when you are looking to like make investments and and, you know, like have somebody by your side, Find the person that matches with you integrally. That's one thing that I will say. Because we do this thing where we hop around. We're like, oh my God, well, she's like selling that. Like she's probably going to teach me something different. She's fucking not. Like I'm just going to put it out there. Like she might have a different perspective, but the foundation is always going to be the same, but you're going to resonate with different people, right? Like even when you have, like when you look at your best friend, you're like, how the fuck did I get stuck with this bitch? Like I love her so much, but like you, you picked that person for a reason. Like you resonated with her for a reason. You stuck with her for a reason. And the, the best thing that I did like right from get go of going into the online space is I, I found my person. I found Mel and Mel is a home base. Like, yeah, I've, you know, I've gone out and I've, I've tried different flavors, if you will. Uh, but Mel has always been a home base. So find a person like when it comes to investments, like you don't. Honestly, like when the person is actually really good at what they do and they care about the industry and they're like well-rounded, stick with that. And I'm, I'm not telling you not to fucking branch out, like please do, but just realize that a lot of people teach the same thing. It's just a matter of how they teach it and what their method is and who they've learned that from. And if they actually apply their own experience into their programs, that's a really big thing too that I, that I take notice of because you can like regurgitate the information all day long but I want your experience and how you have done something. That's what's valuable to me. And that's what I invest into for a really long winded answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> that actually leads really well into like kind of my next question. 
I want to talk about mentorship because I think, and I've seen you make content about this, the way that a lot of people, and it's normal, like when you don't know how to utilize mentorship, it does become almost like you use the mentor as like a Google and you're just asking like very like surface level questions. And I remember when I first found you and was seeing your posts about mentorship and you would I can't I can't think of anything in spe- like specific off the top of my head but I remember reading the content and being like what the fuck are you talking about like if I'm not asking these sorts of questions like what am I supposed to ask then and I was like so stuck on this for such a long time that I went and took a fucking course on how to be a good client <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just tell me kind of like the way I guess you perceive mentorship and like the purpose of it, at least for you. You know, here's, here's what I I have learned over time. And we all make this mistake. Okay. When I first hired Mel, how do I create good content? How do I sell? How do I do this? It was very much on how to do something and you need those foundations. Okay. Like I want to be very transparent and clear on that, that this is not a right or wrong type of question. There is no like, I don't know. I used to say like high level questions. I still believe in high level questions, but I feel like all like that narrative honestly is kind of played out too. Just because sometimes you can have like a very fucking basic question that is going to give you the most clarity that you've ever had in your life. But when it comes to like mentorship and the way that I view just like being with someone and walking with someone, I don't expect, I don't expect certain type of results when I hire mentors, which is kind of weird. So when I hire a person for for private mentorship, it's more so I really want to know like their brain and what they're doing inside of their business and what is working, what is not working, where are they investing into, why did they make that move? Like what is happening? What are you enjoying? Right. Like I want to know you as a person. I want to know who the human is that is leading me and giving me advice on my business. So when I think of private mentorship, it's more so like a normal conversation. Like I, I have reached out to my mentors of asking literally like, hey, what are you investing into? Hey, what are the patterns that you're seeing in the industry? Hey, I, I seen this post. I would really love your feedback on this. Like, what do you think about this? Hey, I, I launched this. This is kind of what I did. I feel like it didn't fucking go well. Can we like pick this apart and see like where the issue is? Like that's how I utilize mentorship. It's not like if I want to know how to create content, I'm going to take a fucking content course. You know, like if if I if I want to know how to sell, I'm going to take a sales course. I'm not going to have like there's going to be certain pieces that I might like need feedback on. And that's what I use mentorship for. But I think a lot of the times and especially you kind of said it, too, before where this whole like hiring support was really pushed down your throat. Like over the last year, it's been like very much like you need to have a mentor, like mentorship is everything, blah, blah, blah. But your mentor is not going to scale your business your business foundations is going to scale your business. Your mentor is not going to like teach you your craft. You are going to do that. So I, I think there's uh, people who are hiring mentors for all the wrong reasons and they didn't get the results and they were happy because they didn't know how to utilize mentorship. And I think a lot of mentors didn't even know what the fuck they were doing. So there was like this whole like chaos of a fucking mess for probably like over the last like six to eight months that I've like seen on my end where mentors are upset, clients are upset, but mentors are not really leading 
and it's setting expectations in the container so the clients don't know how to behave in the container and it's like this whole clusterfuck of a situation. But I utilize mentorship for like long-term, long-term growth and really important for me is for them to have a sound mind. Um, their like health needs to be really important to them. Uh, their like investments, and I'm not talking about how much money they invest in their business, but them continuously learning. So I can always have somebody to plug into that's fucking smarter than me and better than me. Like, I don't really put people on a pedestal, but like, I know my mentor, Mel, like she has done this way longer than I have. So she obviously is going to, and like, she's been in the space just longer experience wise. Like I know that she's walked through a lot more shit than I personally have. So that's like why I hired someone. It wasn't like, I'm going to ask these 10 questions and boom, mentorship is going to be done. Like it's a, it's a, a forever long kind of journey and I feel like the longer you are with someone the more you get to know them the the more the relationship evolves so that's how I I view mentorship in my in my eyes Mm. you touched on leadership for a second there you were the first person I think who I saw talk about uh, the way that you put it you were just like I'm not gonna invest in you if your life is a mess or something something along those sort of lines and <laughs> the first time I like really looked at my entire life and not just my business and realized that okay that is true why would someone want to hire me when all I do is lash for fucking 12 hours a day and don't have a life outside of that so what is your I guess perspective on self-leadership and like yeah being able to like lead yourself before leading others so there's always going to be like there's going to be different levels of leadership in my in my opinion right like I you can lead somebody to making their first hundred dollars and then you're going to have leaders that are going to teach you how to make a hundred thousand dollars that's you know two different spectrums it's like apples and oranges uh, but when it comes to just like self-leadership something that I have always thought about and I don't know why like this stuck with me like I'm trying to see if the book is here I don't think it is um I read this essentially in a book somewhere and I I don't have a quote for this but uh it basically said and like my view on this is like if my client could see if my private clients my students could see how I live my life they could get a peek inside what my kitchen looks like what my closet looks like uh, the, what I have in my fridge, like, how am I treating myself? Like, what is happening when I'm having a bad day? Like all of those things, would you hire, would you hire that person? And I'm not talking about the fact that you need to be perfect. Look, like my life is a dumpster fire half of the time, but I make the best of it because I had the self-leadership to walk myself through bullshit and like the, the life circumstances that are going to happen. Like I'm not always perfect. I'm not always, you know, smiling and I'm not always in integrity, And it's not the point of that, but the point is to show up better than I showed up yesterday. So when I first like raised my prices, um, so for a while, and like, you know, this too, you know, uh, and I've honestly even teetered back and forth on my prices too, which is seeing like what feels good and what I have space for. But when I first like raised my prices to um, $2,000 a month for private mentorship, I asked myself, I literally like had to sit myself down the first time I considered it and I'm like would I pay myself two thousand dollars a month for me to leave me right now 
and that was before like I, I raised the prices and the answer was no like flat out immediately I was like fuck no no there's no fucking way and um I'm always like I'm I'm able to be really honest with myself because it's going to be me that's going to make me better, right? Like it's going to be me that's going to clean up my act. Like nobody's going to be able to do do it for me, no matter the motivation. Like motivation is fleeting anyways. You need like identity pillars in order to like follow through on what you want to do. So I was like, okay, who who do I need to become in order for me to charge that? Like what would what would that look like? And that's where I cleaned up. I've, I haven't had a drink since my birthday, February 27th. I haven't smoked weed. I haven't done any psychedelics. Um, I have, like, I quit my energy drinks. Like, you know, I, I was a big Celsius girly every fucking morning. Um, there's a lot of things that I, like, take time for now. My morning routine is really important to me. My hot girl wa- walks are really important to me. When I get into conflicts, I'm like, okay, how am I acting that? And how self-aware am I to, like, pull myself through this? And then a couple months later, I'm like, hey, would I pay myself now? I was like, fuck yeah, bitch. Like, you're probably like in, you know, you're in like your best, best era right now. Like the best that you have ever been. And it had nothing to do with the fact that I quit drinking. And it had like nothing to do with the fact that I chose all of those things. But it more so had to do with the fact of integrally who I was as a person and who I have become while getting rid of all of that and like having the clarity to like move in my business and they also like showed me that in the beginning I had a lot of um like when I was mentoring and coaching people um I had a lot of my own ideas that I was like putting onto people subconsciously like I look back now of the the mentorship calls that I've had and it was very of like what do I think like what I what what would I do and while mentorship is very much that I was like never really able to lead from a clean, neutral, grounded place until I gave all of that up. So that's kind of my my answer for you. I, I cleaned up my own life in order for me to like run a clean business and have a sound mind and a neutral state in pretty much anything that comes my way. Do I still waver? Yes, I'm human, uh, but I don't waver and I don't have as many meltdowns as I used to like a year ago mic drop I don't even know what to say to that (laughs) (laughs) the the bottom line is like if you are trying to grow and if you want to have you know a business that you you see people like having online and look I think there's a lot of people in the online space you can make a shit ton of money and be a garbage of a human being I'm just gonna throw it out there that's not like what the problem is. Uh, how many garbage people that you know that are billionaires, right? Like we can, that's a conversation for another day. Um, th- that's not what the thing is. But if you're going to be like teaching like self-development, if you're going to be teaching mindset, if you're going to be teaching business, like you need to have a good fucking business in order to teach business. If you're going to teach mindset, you need to have a good mindset in order to teach people mindset. It's like me telling you, you know, like, just like even thinking of fitness, imagine if you had an out of out of shape, not in good health trainer telling you that you need to do sit ups and push ups, you're gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, who are you to talk? Um, and that's kind of how I, I viewed, you know, like myself too. I'm like, how am I gonna have, how am I gonna guide people through all of these transformations and tell people what to do, but not actually be in integrity with that and not me do that myself. Like anything that I ever teach people and explain and walk people through, it's because I walked myself through it. And I feel like a lot of the times people are like, oh, like your content is so like polarizing or like 
you know, it's triggering or like, that's kind of mean. I'm, I'm like, is it though? Is it actually mean? Or is it the fact that I fucking walk through it and I know exactly like what it's like being in this position, you know? Mm. Yeah. You just keep answering like all of the questions. (laughs) (laughs) I have a weird way. (laughs) Okay. I've got like, just like a dot point. I don't even know what my question is going to be around this. Um, but I, you run a program, the influencer era. I wasn't in that one. Um, but I, I think I understand like the concept of, I think like the, the point of it and like personal branding and things like that. I think what I'm seeing a lot of the people that are just stepping into the online space, they think it's enough to just have like a program. And I think we're seeing a huge pivot in, the way people are being able to sell and yeah, there's like a necessity of being able to dance between like being an influencer and being a business owner. So yeah, I'm not sure what my question is there, but like what's your perspective on on personal branding and like being the influencer in your space? Yeah. Um, I think when it just comes to the online space in general, um, a personal brand, I think that's probably the best thing that you can do for your business is having a loyal following, the people that care about you, that care about your your product, your brand, and who you are. Something that I have, like, really taken, like, that has always just, like, naturally happened to me. I was a MySpace girly. For anyone that's listening that's, like, 30 years old, like, I don't know if you played around in MySpace. That was my fucking jam, okay? Like, I, I did the coding. I did all the things. Like social media just has always been really fun for me. And I think being able to take people along on a journey is a lot more important than like pushing sales down people's throats. There's like a way to actually sell. And obviously, you know, like I, I talk a lot about that, but I think just sharing we're at a, like an era in a phase where people don't care to see like the the bougie cars and like the Kylie Jenner lifestyle let's just say that people people love that because they can't relate to it <laughs> they love it because they can't relate to it um because I can't relate to Rolls Royce I don't know can you like no but it looks sick as fuck and you think you know Kylie is like living her best life and I'm sure that she is but when it comes to just like regular folks, regular people with like brands and identities and a voice and, and an mission bigger than just themselves, I have noticed too, like the people that I invest into, the people that I follow, the people that I care about, they have a story. They have a journey. They like show me a peek into their life. I want to get to know someone. And I think finally we are like, collectively understanding that that we cannot just like not show our face we can't just like throw links out there we can't just do boring like fucking girly quotes and like boring ass stories like we we want connection more than anything else and that's kind of you know I'm saying too I think there's going to be a, a whole new era happening and even Instagram is shifting too I'm sure you're noticing that where and you kind of like you know we're talking about engagements but you can get by with like, oh, here's five tips or like how to do this. Or like, here's like three ways to increase your like revenue and blah, blah, blah. Um, Because I don't know about you, but I personally like have not bought or invested into someone because it's only a fucking five tip trick to something. Like I invested because I seen how they live their life. Like I invested, you know, and like all of that. But it's more so the personal brand factor that I think a lot of people miss because I, I, 
the people that I notice that make it in the online space, they have a really strong personal brand presence, especially if you are trying to be a coach, a mentor, or just a leader in general. Like even if you are doing like, you know, makeup services or lashes, or it doesn't matter what it is, and you're teaching and educating, like the moment that you step into the educator role in whatever field that you're in, like everything pretty much becomes the same as far, as far as like personal brand goes. Like unless you're selling a product, like that's a whole different story, but having a, a personal brand in order for you to sell your services is going to be everything because I think people are finally actually caring about the people that they invest into and not just what they're investing into. But that could just be me. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I feel like I'm seeing that on a collective level. I don't know about you and like how you're making your investments. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the same. And this is something that I think I came across almost by accident um, a few years ago. Like I was very much in my own bubble. Like I wasn't really following a lot of educators or actually probably any other educators um, in the lash space or many coaches or anything like that. And I just found that like, you know, I started teaching lashes, I think at the beginning of last year and even like with my lash clients, um, you know, I always ask them like, why, why are you getting lashes? Or like, why did you choose me to do your training? Like obviously just getting an understanding of what is making people buy. And I remember the first time it really hit me was probably like two or three years ago, I had uh, one lash client before I was teaching and I asked her like, oh, like, have you got an event on or like, why are you getting lashes? And I've always been very, very open about sharing my, I guess my life and my story and my lessons online, um, even just on my personal Instagram account. And I used to talk about like weight loss a lot and like I was fitness coaching for a while and I was very intentional with sharing I guess my, my perspectives on a lot of things. Um, and she literally said to me, um, she was like, to be honest, um, I don't even need my lashes done. I've just been following your personal account for like two years and you've just been such like an inspiration to me. And I really wanted to come and meet you in person. And I was like, Oh my God, what the, (laughs) Oh my God, that fucking melts my heart. (laughs) I know. And it's like the same with training as well. Like I ask all my students, like, why did you choose me? And without fail, I would say 99.9% of them have all told me literally just because you talk on your stories and I feel like I know you and that was like the biggest thing for me with yeah like really pivoting my content away not away from lashes but really infusing me and my personality into my brand and my online presence and I think I can credit all of my success to me being able to do that and something that's I think really been on my mind the last couple of months while I've been making this transition online as well is like I have just I think realized in my personality, like I am not someone who can do the same thing for a long time. Like it's usually around the two, maybe three year mark where I'm like, I can't fucking stand this and I need to do something else. And I've done this over and over again. We're starting a new, new business here, new business there. And then I get sick of it and want to change it. And I think personal branding is, I guess like the easiest way to say it is like, it provides you the largest opportunity to build a business that can evolve with you and not have to completely start another business every time you want to change what you're doing. 100%. I I totally agree with that. I mean, I credit even my online success to lashes. 
Like I, I wouldn't be able to like have the business that I do right now if it wasn't for Luscious. I mean, if it, 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 I guess it could be like any kind of industry, but I think it just gives you like the leg to stand on and obviously like having the reputation too. And I think there's something to be said about constantly putting yourself out there. I feel like not many people talk about this and it comes pretty like natural and like normal to me. But I think for a lot of people, there's still like this really big ick factor, whether it's like a subconscious thing for them and how they think about influencers. But I also think the whole influencer era is completely changing. Like it's not just like, like even when you think of TikTok, honestly, like TikTok is so fucking cool because I feel like there's like been so many like awesome people on there that have made it. And they've literally just like started sharing like funny personal like stories and videos about just like random ass shit. And they're literally like personalities now. Like how freaking cool is that? And just literally being able to leverage who you are like fundamentally as a person to make money for yourself. Like that there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I feel like even with my own expression online, even just as a person like in my daily life, I think this is something that most people experience. Like, I feel like I've barely even scratched the surface of my fullest expression, especially online and in my programs. Like I ran um, the first call of my five-week um, beauty course last week. And like I was saying to the girls in there, because I was saying like, I'm just really scared to like, yeah, like show my personality. And I was just like, it is like, it's always going to be scary when you first start doing it. And it's something that you will consistently, I guess, like build on. Um, and I have completely fucking forgotten the direction that I was going with what I was saying just then. No, you're totally right, though. I think in the beginning phases, too, you know, even I remember this. I, I remember this very vividly. When I first started my my lash business, I was like fully booked. I, I used social media, but I, I lived in a really small town. So like word of mouth was my way of marketing and advertising. And I was able to fill up my books really fast. And um, I remember going live on Instagram for the first time. Girl, I cannot tell you. I like I had swamp ass the entire time. I could feel sweat like trickling down my fucking back. That's how nervous I was just sweating profusely literally it was live for five minutes I don't really remember what the live was but I remember exactly where I was at in my room I'm like I need to do this I need to get over this fear of like showing my face and somehow there ended up being like 30 people on that live which made it even fucking worse I was hoping that nobody would show up it was like 30 people there and I was like stumbling over my words I was so nervous and like I said it too I was like this is my first live like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I just want to like do my best. And like, here's like a tip that I want to share with my clients. Like, I think that was what the live was about. But I remember when I did that live, the next day I got on stories. I was like, who am I? I felt comfortable talking on stories all of a sudden, like bad bitch, you go. And then it kind of just like trickled from there. But I think you're always going to take that first step. That's really fucking scary. Like posting a picture but the coolest part about all of this is nobody cares as much as we think people care. Like we assume, like think of like actually honestly how egotistical it is of us and we don't mean to be this way, that we think that every fucking Sally Mae on the block is going to think some type of way about us. Like we are so uber fucking important when we're not at all. Like, I mean, I don't think I'm that fucking important, 
and especially like when I had like I don't know 500 followers like I was like a nobody but in my head and I'm like oh my god what are people gonna think blah 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 and um I, I guess I just got over that really fucking quick I was like oh okay it wasn't really so bad and then I've been running my mouth ever since <laughs> yeah. uh, Instagram live is still one thing that I'm yet to uh, yet to tackle that one it actually scares the fucking shit out of me and I keep I don't know it's only going to get worse as time goes on because like obviously my following is growing so it's like the longer I wait the more people are probably going to see um, but yeah that's just like another example where like stories for me in the beginning were the scariest fucking thing and now it's not like I don't even think twice about it and I don't think I think I was talking to on the previous episode that I done with uh Taylor there is no strategy for this stuff and a lot of people will come to me and be like oh like how do I get over that fear and it's like there there literally is no strategy you just have to fucking bite the bullet and I have to take my own fucking advice here and just do the Instagram live but I don't know yeah. what happened because I'm so scared <laughs> No, I, I totally agree. I think a lot of the times we are looking for strategies in places that there's no strategy needed. There's no strategy involved. Like you literally just do it and you show up. Like you, more often than not, all of us, we know what we need to do. But some way, somehow, we, we think it's a strategy. We think we need a better day. We think we need to be more motivated. We think whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's so many excuses that you can make until you just really actually have to do the fucking thing. <laughs> and that's that <laughs> I think where I was going with what I was saying before as well was like I think we've just come into almost like an unprecedented opportunity where we do get to utilize our personality and ourselves to build a career and I think it would just be you know there's so many people like scared to show up online and show their face and talk to their on their stories or whatever but it's why do I keep getting stuck at this one point where I'm trying to make my fucking point? Oh, I think it would be like <laughs> such such a missed opportunity if you didn't at least try. Yeah. I just think that we honestly have so so many opportunities at our fingertips in this time, in this era, in this year, in this position right now where like there's so many different ways of making money and there's so many different ways that and like put money aside. There's so many different ways that you can like show up and actually help the community and contribute if you have the drive and the desire to do so. You know, I, I talk about like CEO identity or like what it actually needs to embody, like your CEO self and um, just identity in general. Uh, that's like where, where the like real work comes in. But I don't know. I feel like me putting myself out there just to help others has also brought brought me so much joy and I've also been able to help myself while also helping other people and like that was not a thing 20 years ago you know like the fact that we can just literally start a TikTok to promote our services and our products and do an Instagram live and post an Instagram about the services that we have like we would have had to like run ads and like have word of mouth and like Literally, it took so much longer to grow a business, a successful one at that, 20 fucking years ago than it does now. Like, I always think about that on the days that, I don't know, I'm just being an ungrateful little bitch, and I, I feel entitled, you know? There's certain days that I feel entitled to things, and, you know, I think I'm like, if if I had to do this 20 years ago, 
I would have a nine to fucking five. You bet your ass I would. There's no way that I would be able to, you know, survive or do that 20 years ago. I mean, maybe I could. I don't know. But I, I can't really see myself putting ads in fucking papers and, you know, just growing your business that way. So I think we also need to realize that the opportunities that are in front of us instead of making problems out of nothing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I think we've honestly covered like literally everything that I had on this list. I'm so happy. I think to wrap up, there's a lot of people that I think listen to this podcast and it's just become so much more evident in the way that I've pivoted my content and the the conversations that I've been having, like so many fucking people are feeling so lost with the direction that they want to go out of a beauty business. It's like they, they know they don't want to have a salon. They don't want to start the product line. They kind of want to go online, but they don't actually know, I guess, what that looks like or the opportunities that they have with that. But for the people that know that they want to go into the online space, what would you say I guess three things that they should focus focus on f- like literally right now. Like right this second, if I was to start my online business again tomorrow from scratch from nothing, I would show up obviously every single day. That's like you need repetition and you need routine and people need to get familiar with your face and who you are and the services that you provide. And that does not happen by you posting once or twice a week. Like that's just very evident. So you're you actually showing your face. That's number one. Personal brand is going to be like number two that I would 100% focus on. And that is also going to you know tie into the fact of you showing up um, a product like a personal shoot, a brand. I don't want to say even a brand photo shoot. Get some fucking photos of yourself. Get the little Pivo advice that I always talk about. I can give you a link if you want to put it in the show notes for people if they want to buy it. If you don't have the money to, you know, do like a, a brand photo shoot. But I cannot tell you how much that did for my business. Like when I did my first one, I actually felt like I had a business. Like it wasn't just some like hee hee ha ha side hustle. I feel like once I got my my brand photo shoot done, it really just made me feel good and it made my business look good. Instagram is still a very much of um if you're gonna be building a business on Instagram, which I'm assuming majority of you are, or even on TikTok um visuals is everything you know like I always think of the things that I click on and the profiles that I follow like what do you what do you like aesthetically aesthetics is something that you should figure out um also along with your message and who you're helping so those are like the things that I would really focus on and I would do one thing don't be fucking crazy like I was because you've seen this play out too where I had a program and a masterclass every single goddamn month um, I don't regret it. I, I really love like all the programs that I put together, but I, I talked about that in the Pivot Chronicles too. Focus on one thing for like the next three to six months, focus on one thing, one program, one offer that you have. And even if that's coaching calls for like the next six months, just do that. Get really good at it. Get really good at people. Get Understand the gaps that you would like need to fill. And if you have the skill sets to fill it. So that's honestly what I would focus on. And you like, fundamentally need to understand that this is a long-term game this is not like you're going to be making money tomorrow um so if I was you that's what I would do I like what you brought up there about the the visual piece um this is something that I've I was literally teaching last week I feel like on Instagram we went down this path of like authenticity is everything and people almost took that myself included 
took that too far where authenticity became laziness and it was this I saw a lot of conversations happening like from I guess leaders in the industry being like you don't need a brand photo shoot like stop wasting your fucking money like wait until you're actually making money but I literally like I noticed a difference straight away and I didn't even get a brand photo well actually I did the first time but most of the content that you see on my page now has just literally been me and my best friend went and booked a studio and took our own photos and yeah has done I think so much for and it is almost like surface level because it is just like visuals but your visuals is like a representation of your brand so I think it needs to be taken a lot more like seriously and I'm glad we're kind of back into that kind of direction and we're not seeing like there was a point in time where I was scrolling and like literally every single post was just a screenshot of iPhone notes and I was like who am I even looking at (laughs) right who is this person and I'm not telling you that you need to drop fucking five grand on a brand photo shoot. That's not what it means. But if you have an extra $500 or you can get two clients together to like for two full sets and get yourself some fucking nice photos, I think you should 100% do that. Um, it's funny because I know exactly who you're talking about um, and like who who made that post if if we're on the, on the same page <laughs> here. But um, I, I think there's going to be certain things that you're going to do in your business that are, it's going to be for you, that you can also push your business forward. Because like once I noticed when I had professional photos or just good photos of myself where I looked fucking cute and I like I felt like myself and I, I felt like a representation of my business. It also like made me excited to create content. It made me excited to show up. It made other people like excited that I was there, too the the most like engagement and views that I always get is when I show my face so like why wouldn't you do that but don't get me wrong just because you have a good brand fucking photo shoot with a cute little blazer on you also need to have like the words and the and the the smarts to back it up like it's a it's a two-piece combo it's not just that you get to be cute in your little photo shoot and like show pictures but you also need to have the smarts and the brain and the content to you know like bring all of that to life and to bring your business to life but I think in the beginning we focus too much on strategy like I, I see this a lot where people are like what do you think I need to do and like yes there's a strategic approach to things but like in the beginning you don't know you ask from your fucking elbow you don't even know what you like you don't even know what you want to do like how the hell am I supposed to give you a strategy when you have no idea like what your place here even is and what you want to do like what am I supposed to do with that and I think we need to do a lot more of trial and error and trying different things in our business. That's one thing that I'm really grateful for that I have done in my business is I've tried all the different things, like all the different programs, avenues, masterclasses, the different ways to run things. So I know what it's going to work for me. And then somebody can actually help me to put a strategy in place. But in the beginning phases, play around. Like this is supposed to be fun. Like, I don't need you to be, like, treating your business like you're trying to, like, solve a Rubik's Cube, you know? Like, just, and, like, enjoy the process of it all, of, like, fucking up, putting things together, people not signing up, you crying at 3 a.m., and then, you know, 20 people sign up for your program. Like, it's supposed to be a roller coaster. Like, it's not supposed to be easy. It's going to test every goddamn limit that you have, and it's going to give you a lot of gray hairs. But <laughs> honestly, it's, 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 I know, and I'm making it sound like it's the worst thing in the world. Like my business literally has changed my fucking life. It has changed me fundamentally who I am, the things that I believe in, the, the courage that I have within myself, the people that I'm able to help. And you should want the same for yourself too, but it needs to also come with an understanding that it doesn't happen with one strategy and one mentor and one program. 
and in two months like it takes time I just want to add in there as well just while I'm thinking about it um on the topic of like brand shoots for anyone that is listening this is actually something that I'm offering um at the moment as well I've just started photography and videography for businesses um and my prices are quite low at the moment so if you want to shoot just message me yes we we love the plug we love the plug absolutely yeah I've seen some of the stuff that you've done with your boyfriend and it's really fucking cool dude I'm, I'm proud of you for once again just stepping out and trying something else and trying different and if you don't like it you don't like it you can you know just go back to doing whatever you were doing but I think a lot of the times people don't have the courage to try something new and they end up being stuck in the same vicious cycle because they just they like are like debilitated like their feet are like in cement and they just cannot move forward the best thing that you can do is ex- experience because how how else are you supposed to walk other people through it if you haven't experienced it mm. and I think that just goes to show as well like just I think it's funny how done I am with lashes that I was like fuck it I'm just gonna start a whole another business to support me while I'm making this change yeah Yep. And, you know, kudos to you, too, for a lot of people don't talk about the transition and how hard it can be. Like when I first made the transition and now I've talked about this before, too, I started door dashing. I door dashed for like three days because I was so scared that I was going to blow through my savings and that like nobody was going to sign up for my programs and that I made a mistake. I was panicking. But guess what? I'm I'm a scrappy bitch at heart. Like I will figure it out always. If that means that I, I have to door dash, if it means that I have to do something else, like I always will. And I think there's something to be said about that, too. When like there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, like never shying away from like doing the dirty work to get to where you wanted to go, because everything is temporary absolutely everything every emotion like the good bad the ugly it's all temporary so like if if the beginning phases are hard for your business obviously hire help when you can you know like put yourself in the damn room I do believe in that I don't believe in you getting to be a millionaire in proximity like I don't believe that uh, but I, I do believe in in getting the support that you need for your business so you can actually see, you know, how other people are running their business and see how you want to run your business. And if that means that you need to have two other fucking side gigs to make it work, to make your dream work, that's perfect. Mm, I think that's, I might have said that at the beginning of this, but where I feel like I've connected with you so much, like our ability to be like resourceful as fuck and I don't know how to teach this because it's come from my fucked childhood and having to look after myself at such a young age and like literally leaving like having to leave high school to get two jobs and I started my first business and it's honestly since I was 15 just been like touch and go just like trying as many different things as possible because I knew that I didn't have high school to fall back on I didn't have any formal education and yeah, it's just, I feel like it's just, it's not come easy to me. And I felt a lot of resentment for a long time, like that I didn't have the support from my parents and like, didn't have, yeah, like just a, a typical upbringing. And it's only, I'd say been in the last couple of months that I've really been able to look back on that experience and be like, that, that, that is literally why I've been able to do what I've been able to do. Isn't it funny how much trauma teaches you about yourself and your abilities and, uh, you know, I've even talked about this too. We're, we're going to have to do a second episode and get more into this. But uh, the, the reason why, 
like I, I know a lot of business owners, you know, that have had such a rough upbringing and a rough background and uh, like that just really like goes to show you like the drive and the motivation to like pull yourself out from nothing and make something of yourself versus things being, you know, like handed to you and like business is business. Business is still going to be hard regardless if something is handed to you or not, right? Like there's still like work that goes into it. But I think there's something to be said about showing up and, you know, like strapping your boots on when you don't really have another choice. But also the other side of it is of like dismantling everything and like knowing like when to not run yourself to the ground. Because like I know for me, my my all in all out is very much to do with, you know, like my upbringing and worth and other things that we can talk about on another episode if if you want. But I, I noticed that within myself too, where my business has been built on survival. Mm. Like even when I started my lash business, it was built on survival. It was just wanting better for myself. And now also being able to enjoy the fruits of my survival and my labor. Like sometimes it gets really tricky. And sometimes, you know, I think people too, they don't feel like they're worthy of it. And then they sabotage their business and la la la. Like there's so much to be said about that. Mm, I think, yeah, this is definitely worth doing another episode about because this has definitely been something that's like very much on my heart the last couple months and just not really having the, I've done a lot of like reflection over the last couple months and I've realized yeah, so much of like, I guess what you just said that a lot of what I have done has been birthed from survival when it's not always the most sustainable strategy and it does make it hard to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Like be settled, like actually be settled in something without feeling like, oh, when is the chaos coming? <laughs> yeah, like when is the other shoe going to drop? 100%. And I think that's why I have been, you know, that's why I threw myself into, you know, mindset work and um therapy even you know and the popular term now is like shadow work uh like I have been able to learn so much about myself but it also has been like the ugliest road to open like nobody talks about that like how to heal yourself simultaneously while trying to run a successful business like that's a beast on its own man like that's a beast on its own yeah I think we'll definitely do another episode about all of this yeah yeah I think I think we should but it was a pleasure thank you so much for coming on I would love if you could just I guess tell us what you've got happening at the moment any programs that people can join where people can find you all the things yeah um so I just finished if you are a beauty professional looking to venture into the online space you don't really know where to start um, I just ran uh, a three-day series called The Pivot Chronicles. It's completely free. And I really just walk you through. It's half of my journey and half of how to. So it's like um, a hybrid program of conversation and also um, how to, what to do in order to get into the online space. And it leads into the Queen of Pivot program, which is launching in July, July 11th to be exact. And I am going to take you through um, the the whole from from point A to point B, especially essentially walking you through or over the bridge of you being a service provider right now and what it would be like having an online business. We're going to do 
Um, content positioning, we're going to talk about selling, launching, uh, brand presence, social media, already said content, uh, there's going to be mindset work tied really into this. And it's going to be just very much a, a how to process of walking you through a step by step um, uh, of the whole journey. We're going to spend two months together. Um, there's going to be also uh, Slack support the entire time. There's obviously going to be live calls, coaching, all the things. Um, so that is happening in, in July and there's actually a mindset, uh, program happening in August, which I have like, not even, I haven't put it out yet, but I'm, I'm going to start talking about it. So those are the two things that are happening right now. I don't really have anything else planned at the moment. Um, but I do have a bunch of other programs too, that you guys can come check out and, you know, join if you want to, you can always send me a DM. I know that I am, I'm loud and crazy online and maybe sometimes might be intimidating, but I promise I don't bite. If you just want to slide in the DMs and start a conversation, you are more than welcome to. Amazing. And I'll put your uh, link to your Instagram and things like that in the description below. But this has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to this for like weeks now. So thank you so much. Yay. For of course. Thank you for having me.